0: Okay, so we're back with The Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. And tonight we're going to talk about a lot of things. Different stuff. Yeah. A variety. Know, we come up with things from time to time that we kind of want to talk about, but they're not really a topic for an hour-long podcast. Right. So we've collected some things, and we're going to do some odds and ends. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to touch on a few things that uh, have kind of occurred to us. Or that have come up recently or things that are happening at the moment that maybe
1: wouldn't take up a full hour
0: exactly when you hear them, you'll you'll appreciate the fact that we're not going to take a full hour on any of them <laughs> exactly okay one of the things that's going on right now is major league baseball yes and it's kind of an interesting season and then don't
1: worry folks this isn't all sports no. Although we're starting with sports. It we're going to start
0: with sports because most of it's sports. Okay, we're going to be honest with you. <laughs> and yeah, as always, you have the option of turning this off if it's not something you want to hear. At least for now. Yeah. So uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, this particular year, it's very interesting, the disparity now between the National League and the American League. It's a very unique year. Yeah, it really is. You have the six best records in baseball as of today, we're all in the American league, which have you, can you recall that ever happening? No, ever. No, not really. Normally there's a national league team that's having a really good year and an American league team or two that's having a really good year. And you know, it's, it's that kind of thing, but the national league, a a lot of the teams, you know, there's some teams that are, you know, four or five games over 500 and they're in first place. Yeah. Yeah. In the American League, you are having some monumental seasons by teams, and they're
1: still not even, you know, reaching the top. I mean, well, it such as the Yankees, and in that specifically,
0: right? Well, yeah, and that's what matters to us, as everybody knows, right? The interesting thing, though, is that you have the the second best record in baseball. Yeah, is the New York Yankees this year, and they are eight games out. Of first place. I think by the end of the night tonight, they should be seven games out of first place. Right. But they have the second best record in baseball. Because of that, you end up with, you know, this, this bizarre situation and it, you know, we've talked about it before and it's divisional things. Right. So the Yankees are on pace to probably win a hundred games, which is very unique now in in major league baseball today.
1: Yeah. It's very, very
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. Winning 100 games is normally a benchmark for a, a fantastic season. Right. Well, they are looking to win 100 games this year and end up in a wild card, a one-game playoff, Which, to advance further into the playoffs. It's such a shame
1: that that has to go that way, but, I mean, that's just the way it's set up. And, of course, it takes an incredible season, like the Red Sox are having, to be able to kind of negate what the yeah, Yankees they, are doing. Yeah, already,
0: they've already won – you know, 90 games or 50 games over 500. They won 90 games before any other team won 80. Well, yeah. Yeah. Except for the Yankees, you know, but, but that's, what's bizarre is you have teams in first place, you know, that have won, you know, 70 games. Yeah. And, you know, if they were in another division, then they would be so far out of it that, you know, they, they would be looking at next year.
1: Right. It it wouldn't even be thinking about postseason, but now they're thinking they're probably going to be one of the better teams. Well, you're in a weak
0: division. And then once you get in the playoffs, then, you know, everything starts fresh. Right. And, you know, playoff baseball, as in all sports, playoff sports are different than regular season sports. Why is that? Well, in baseball, it has to do with now you're no longer talking about the number of pitchers that you need. You know, you a, a normal pitching staff is five pitchers, and then your bullpen. Okay. So you'll have five starters. Well, once you get to the playoffs, you can pare that down to three. Okay. So, some teams have a, a you know a great one-two, you know, pitching uh, tandem. tandem that that uh, is almost unbeatable. But their third, fourth, and fifth pitchers might not be that good, right? okay? So they you know they'll win the majority of the starts of their one and two pitchers, but they lose a lot of the games from three, four and five. Okay? Well, with that, you know, once you get to the playoffs, that's not the issue, yeah, because you can turn these guys back around. and you know they can you know your number one pitcher can have three starts in a seven game series. So basically in the, when it comes to playoff games,
1: you know, you say in baseball, you're playing more of your top guys. Your yeah, your ability yeah, you just,
0: to play you, more, especially, especially with pitching,
1: right? And I, I would I would I would say that that's true on on football and basketball as well.
0: Well, no, football, you're still playing the eleven guys. You're you're really not able to shorten your bench at that point. You still have to play a full football game. Basketball, a little bit, they may eliminate a couple guys off the end of the bench and and play seven guys instead of nine. Yeah, but still. You know, your your top six are still the same. You're not eliminating huge weaknesses. So baseball in that regard is a little different. Yeah. But I've just never seen it, in it that I can remember where there's been this huge a difference between one league and another. And the bizarre thing about this, when you get to the end and you get in the playoffs and then the National League sends one team to the World Series. Yeah. Okay. And they could win. So at that point, it doesn't matter what your record is. Right. All of a sudden, now you're going and playing one series. And if a team is hot, a pitcher is hot, you know, baseball is a game of streaks. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can be really hot for a period of time. And that's where that's a little bit different than, than other sports. Uh, you don't normally have the streaks quite as much in the other sports as you have in baseball. Right. Okay. You know, there are times where a certain, you know, a good quality hitter, all of a sudden you can't get him out and it carries a team. You know, the only other sport I can think of that that is similar to baseball in that regard is hockey and hockey. If all of a sudden you're goaltender, you have a really good goaltender and he gets hot all of a sudden can see everything and is stopping everything. He can carry you now onto a championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, see the the Las Vegas Knights this last year. Yeah. I mean, they're... With they're what goal, they did. Yeah, they're, I mean, they, they made it to the Stanley Cup, and, you know, they, uh, you know, mainly off of the play of the
0: goalie. Right. Well, so. and then, yeah, that's, <laughs> they were an expansion team. That yeah. was a really crazy story. First year as an expansion team, that's what's crazy about it. So one of the other things that uh kind of wanted to talk about was the... The situation, you know, college football now is starting up. The first games are next week.
1: But the go situ- Ducks.
0: Go Ducks. The situation with Urban Meyer and Ohio State. Ah, What a mess. It's, it, it, it really is. And, and we won't go into any great depths of, of all of the details of this situation. No. Other than there was an assistant coach that had been with Urban Meyer, not only at Ohio State, but at Florida. And I think even before that, wherever he was, Bowling Green or something like that. Yeah. Uh, This assistant had followed him to these different places, which is very common. Right,
1: yeah. Coaches like to bring along the the coaches that
0: work with their system, are going to bring in their culture. Exactly. So the assistant coaches, you know, you kind of bring in some known commodities. Right. And uh, Someone you know is going to have your back. Right. Well, Urban Meyer brought in this, uh, had this assistant coach with him all this time, and the the scandal is that there's domestic violence involved, and as they start looking at this assistant coach, he did some really bad things, yeah. and not just uh, you know the of course the worst one is is domestic violence right but then there were some other really telltale tell signs that this guy was just wasn't quite right not a good guy, yeah and this was brought to urban Meyer's attention several years ago, and he kind of did the CYA, you know, well, I passed on the information, but didn't do anything. Right. And it wasn't until this summer when a, a writer kind of latched onto this story and started doing the research and found out all of these things that this guy had done. And that this, this assistant coach's wife had brought it to Urban Meyer's wife's attention. And obviously it went to Urban Meyer. So once this came out, he was fired. Right. Okay. But it turns out that two years ago, there was an issue with this. They already knew about it. And they knew about it. And yet nothing was done. Nothing was done. And Urban Meyer, in his apology, came out and said, you know, I followed my heart instead of my head, which his loyalty was to his assistant coach. Right. And not to the program, which. (laughs) Or, yeah. Which the
1: thing about and and, and reason that he, he decided to take his assistant coach over the program of Ohio State, one of the best football programs in the nation. No, it used to be right. <laughs> they were, and and choosing that over you know him over that program is is insane to me. You know that that he would give up. And now, well, in our eyes, you would think about it as he's giving up that seat as the head coach, or he's giving up the opportunity to be with Ohio State because that stuff shouldn't be. Accepted that stuff shouldn't be no. Let it should go and just say, "All right, well, that's what's happening."
0: Well, a loyalty to his assistant coach. You know, I understand if there's an accusation and and you look into it, you have a responsibility to to all of the people in the program because you're the head coach. You there are policies and procedures in place. People need to be made aware, and I don't think they really were. Uh, I think that it kind of stopped with Urban Meyer. You know, again, I don't want to get into you know, all the details of this safe to say really what, what bothers me about it is that you have to have integrity, right? You have to believe that I can't allow these things to happen at this university because I'm the guardian. I'm the head coach. And these are people you've brought into this program. And urban Meyer wasn't interested in looking into it from everything that I've been able to read. He didn't want to know the details. He just simply asked his assistant coach and the assistant coach went, "No, man, I didn't do that." Okay, I'm good then. Let's go. Yeah. Just And here's the thing that bothers me the most is that this was all brought up and supposedly they took the last couple weeks to really look into all the details of this. Right. Now this reporter still has more things that he's disclosing and more things that he's found out, but the university itself reinstated Urban Meyer. And suspended him for three games. Yeah, and that's it without pay. Now I think he's making somewhere in the five million dollar this year a year range. Yeah, and so you know, you you take three games away from him. There are three games, preseason games that you know they're, they're not going to lose. No, and so you're really, you know, by the time they get to the to the Big Ten conference play, the games that really matter for him to be there. He's back as coach. Right. Three game suspension with this, uh, to me it it was an insult.
1: Yeah, it's a slap on the wrist.
0: Yeah, it's just basically saying that it's
1: it's not accepted. But you're not gonna like again. It, it you know earlier I just said it was you know felt like he chose the you know the coach or in in that decision over the program. You know by making that decision, saying you know what, let's just move on from it. Right, instead of actually disciplining him or doing what he needed or, or to do, or getting yeah, getting to the bottom of it, and now you know, we're realizing that you know he could probably do it again, and it didn't matter.
0: You know, he'll get another three game suspension, suspension or or it's just accepted somewhere else. Right, and and what it shows me is Ohio State as, and the, this is, not just my take on this. This is a lot of headlines across the nation that Ohio State has is taking wins over integrity. Yeah. Exactly. Because they feel that Urban Meyer is one of the best coaches out there. And we don't want to fire him and have him go someplace else and win football games. We want him here to win football games. So we're going to kind of look the other way. And like you said, slap on the wrist. They're, they're willing to tarnish their name for a couple of more wins. Yeah. So that's really annoying. Now, one yeah. of the other things that we've been talking about because you get to the fall and several things happen in the fall you know you all the sports things you've got football starting and and you've got the World Series and all of that but one of the big things too is the new television season yeah and we kind of normally do a a podcast of what's new we this do. year what what shows you know are we gonna watch I think we did one maybe at the beginning of the summer yeah, yeah. you know what's been, yeah we did one that's uh, what what was canceled yeah what's coming back right that kind of thing well, what occurred to me tonight was the fact that there's too much TV. I can't keep up. No, there's no way to keep up. There's just too many outlets. Exactly. So you have the network shows. You know, used to be for years and years and years, you know, if you had, uh, you know, two or three hours a night, yeah. you know, to sit down and watch a couple shows, you could kind of keep up with the shows that you like. Oh. It's impossible now. No, there's you know? no way. I mean, I'm in a position in my life where I can dedicate as much time as I want to shows. I mean, I can, I can watch TV 10 hours a day, right? If you really want no to no problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, and actually I do some days, but <laughs> we're not going to go down that road. But the thing is now, not only do you have the network stuff and then all the cable shows right. that are on, you know, regular TV, but as we've mentioned before the streaming and now all of the shows that are on Netflix, which is, is streaming is getting, it's, it's the evolution.
1: It's, it's, it's getting crazy what it's becoming.
0: Yeah, cuz it's original programming now on obviously Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Everyone has their own kind of yeah, streaming movies, shows coming out. But there I mean as far as the new things to go and watch, you know, it just it takes just a few minutes to go start, you know, looking at different shows that's available that you've never heard of, right? You know, that found one the other night on on Netflix that uh, Heather had seen, you know, the whole Scotland thing. She did anything Scotland, you know. Right, of course. She's interested in. Uh, Shetland is a show, a BBC show that she came across. We watched the first episode the other night from season one. There's three seasons. It's really a good show. You know, and it's, okay, well, now I got three seasons, you know, probably nine to ten episodes. Okay. And, And, you know, I have to pile that on top of all the other things I have to watch.
1: Right. Then, you know, and that's... that's you know, I find that for me, sometimes I go through seasons of shows as there are such seasons of shows throughout the year on purpose, you know, and they release them at different dates for different reasons. But, you know, I find it that even just in general, I, I go through highs and lows where I do have way more shows than what I need to. And then there are other times where I find that I either, I I, I don't know what to watch. You know, there are, you know, I think that I have less of a options than you. You have more of you, you know, the cable and, and Right. So and, I have
0: all the premium channels and and all of right, the I'm, the cable
1: channels. I'm stuck with just Netflix, Hulu. I actually have stuck on to, I've been doing Sling as well if no one has heard of Sling, it's an alternative to cable. Yeah. Uh not as many options, but still kind of nice to have. Um but I, yeah, I find that there's times where I, you know, I have nothing to watch. Um and actually well, recently I've gotten into, because of that, <laughs> is is I have an app now that will keep track of all of the shows that I watch, and whether it's on whatever platform it is, and it'll tell me when it is aired, when's the next episode, what, how many episodes I have that haven't been watched, and I can kind of keep track of it and organize that way. So it kind of helps me, it, with, with all of those avenues and all those yeah. different ways to watch it, keep everything straight.
0: Well, that's the millennial thing. If you don't have an app for it, you don't know what to do. Yeah, that's my perspective on it. All right. Yeah, I know that. So, yeah. I mean, you almost need that. Yeah. You know, you what I'm able to do is we have the DVR. Right. So that we can go through. And the, and the DVR was really great when it first came out. Because then you could actually record live shows. It was revolutionary. And we've talked about that in the past where... You know it used to be that you know if the show was on at at eight o'clock on a tuesday night you had to make sure that you you know shut down everything i kind of miss that to be honest with you to have to watch it it's like you gotta be to the movie theater at a certain time to watch the movie but man the pressure yeah because you know you're 10 minutes into the movie and the phone rings or if the or if you know dinner runs a little late or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're yelling at you know, you're yelling at the kids, you know. <laughs> Finish but, up, do
1: the dishes.
0: You know, whatever. You know, everything has to be quiet. And it was kind of fun, you know, especially a family show where everybody sits in front of the TV and and is watching it. But the pressure, yeah, to make sure nothing happened because if you missed it, right, there was no pause. It was gone. There's no. Oh anything. yeah, there's no no pausing, no rewinding, nothing. It's just you missed it, and that was just, yeah, that, just. Oh, it's it was terrible. I it mean, if you did miss,
1: miss something, you're like, "Wow, all right, well, there goes that whole season." <laughs> well, <laughs> or you, show uh, or whatever.
0: Yeah, you just you couldn't get it back, but and you hope that that they would have reruns because it used to be you know 26 shows, so for 26 weeks they'd show the 26 new episodes, and then and after, after that they'd they'd show the reruns, so they'd show the 26 again. Right. So, uh, but now you know. Okay, so I've got this DVR, and when they first came out with them, you could. You could record a couple channels and, you know, watch a channel. And then, you know, it became, okay, four. And so you could record four and still watch two TVs or, or you had to watch a recorded show. Right. The one we have now, I believe, is a thousand hours of recording and we can record six different shows at the same time. And still be watching on both TVs? No. No, I think if we're, okay. if we're recording six different shows, we have to watch something that's recording. Okay. Recorded. Got you. Which is, Not you know, you, issue. Stop and, you stop and think about it. You know, we've got 200 shows recorded. Oh, is we're, that all? Yeah. And, you know, we're at, wow. at I think, because some of them are hour, some are half hour, some are movies. I was going to say, how many hours is that of, of viewing? We're at like 48% used. Of of a thousand is that you said? Yeah, so that's four hundred eighty hours
1: oh, that we have
0: recorded, gosh. and there's more things to watch, <laughs> and then you go to Netflix. It's, it's an incredible burden. I think they're I think they're trying to kill us. I, the, the, I think aliens. I think LeBron James, the number one alien from you know the the Juby Take. Yeah. he is our number one alien. I think LeBron James is involved with with TV trying to overload our brains with too much to watch. Are they trying to melt our brains? I I think they're trying to put us in a, you know, in a, a comato- comatose comatose? comatose? Comatose. Yeah, okay. State. Yeah. So we don't know what's going on. Okay. And so they can they can come into the house now. Because we're, you know, cantatonic. We, we don't know. So they we're,
1: can they can invade us without us fighting back if ex- we're
0: all focused on the TV. Exactly, because we're overloaded from TV. And I'm pretty sure that, that that's what's happening. I was because not they, aware of this. Because of, uh, yeah, I, uh, well, it's... It, I'm a little, a little concerned. Yeah.
1: Slightly afraid. Yeah, well, um, we, we, and we should be. I kind of want to go and build myself like a Armageddon shack. Now little bomb shelter to get away from the aliens.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and the other thing I, I think what we need to do is we need to, we need to create like a robot or a clone or something that can watch some of these shows for us. So we're not, so we don't have to watch all of these shows. Okay. Cause just using, you know, common sense and, and not watching TV all the time. It's just not an option. For no, me. You no. Know, I just, it's turning the TV off and like reading a book or, or going for a walk or things like that. It's just, it's not as easy as that. Yeah. You can't because if you try to do that, then you're just more shows are building up. Exactly. You're going to fall behind even more. And, and then what's going to happen? Right. So I'm reading a book and I'm, you know, I'm in this book and I'm, I'm paying attention, but then now I'm concerned that what's on that I'm missing.
1: Well, we can't show the aliens that we're lazy and that we're not going to watch the shows.
0: Exactly. You know, it's just like if they're attacking, we we can't just turn and run. Right. You know, we have to take them head on. So we have to watch more. I think that that's logical. And uh, I like where we're going with this. That's like we're at the Casper's house. We oh. have food being delivered. I love it. This is awesome. Little. So, you know, or we could take the approach that Joe does and talk a lot about movies and TV and then never watch it. That I, I hear that's enjoyable at least from Joe's point of view, I guess, you know, because that's consistent. That's what he does all the time. We'll sit and talk about top 10 movies and top 10 shows and, and what you're watching this fall and what we're watching here and there. And without a doubt, as we go through and we go through this list, most of it, he's never seen. Well, I think that
1: Joe might have actually a list of, movies and shows that is longer than than yours on your dvr right that is uh just things
0: that he's mentioned on the podcast that he wanted to watch right the difference is i really try to watch things and, <laughs> and you actually knocking stuff out yeah yeah <laughs> and checking things off my list as opposed to you know joe's approach of just having it on a list and never watching it
1: right and just uh so everyone is aware uh, we do have a, a special guest tonight that won't be on the the podcast or be saying much, but Aria, this is her first time. Well, I'd say their first time without. With right. Zach. She's,
0: she hasn't, you know, added a lot so far. She's sitting on the couch next to to Adam, uh, but she's down visiting us for for a week or ten days, and she's awesome to have around. Yes, she is. So she's a lover, not yeah, a fighter. Yeah, we want to thank Zach for allowing her to come down and visit, you know, and be a part of this grandpa and Nana. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up and uh, we've had conversations off the mic about this and you seem to have an understanding of why this exists. And I don't for, for the life of me, I can't figure out why the big three basketball league even exists. Oh, right. Yeah. Now to me, uh, the big three, basically it's a half court game. Uh, three on three and it's a bunch of old guys that can't play anymore. Uh, most of them are overweight and it's just kind of, I don't know what the purpose of it is.
1: I but, mean, yeah.
0: And it's on network TV, you know, the finals, the tournament or whatever it was, you, right. know, you know, I can think of so many other things I'd rather see. I don't see what the draw is to this watching a bunch of over the hill guys out there playing half court three on three. I don't get that.
1: No, I mean, it's, I think the, the biggest draw to it is the nostalgia of the players and the names that are now tied with the big three organization that brings the fans that were already, you know, fans of those players and, you know, bringing them into this new, league where they're able to see their favorites play again now i will say right now there are not very many playing that i would say maybe are people's favorite players um yeah all i've seen are are
0: borderline guys
1: at best from the league just to give everyone a perspective on that there we go Corey mcgetty won mvp of the big three
0: league this last year really
1: and do you know who Corey Maggette is?
0: I remember the name. What did he play for? About a week in the NBA.
1: Uh, he had quite a few years in the NBA, but you know he played for quite a few teams. He was a journeyman. Um, I believe he played for the Golden State Warriors with uh, Baron Davis for a little while when they were, you know, not the best. So I mean, it, it's for me, I I can see a draw to it. I, it will never become. I well, I don't want to say never. I I think it would be very interesting if it were to ever become something that was super competitive where there were legitimate contenders actually playing in the league, you know, um people that you know, I don't think that people like Kobe or anyone who's truly done things in the NBA and had a successful career has to prove anything by going and playing, you know, in another league or they don't need to. And, uh, I think it's for the players that maybe feel like they left something behind and they want to come, they want to actually win something. They want to prove something and maybe feel like they still have something left. Do and,
0: you think it's just a cash grab? Cause players like Kobe and, you know, Michael Jordan and, you know, the, the elite basketball players that have retired, they have enough money, but they don't have to go out and, and be a shadow of what they once were. Right. To, to make a to, couple extra bucks. To try to make a few dollars, the guys that I've seen aren't the guys that that you know were the stars of the league. You know, you don't see Tim Duncan coming back and playing in the big three,
1: right? And I think that's kind of what I'm mentioning is just like it's not it's not the big name guys. I don't know if that'll ever be the case where these guys are going to come in. I now, mean, there's, there's a possibility where there could be some big name players coming in. Um, I mean, there's been talk of. Even players that are possibly could come out of the NBA this next year that might want to play in the big three. And I think that would be when it starts becoming very interesting because players that maybe are just right out of the hill or right you know out of the part where they don't feel like they're very productive or can still play the rigorous season of an NBA season and want to maybe go towards an easier, you know um, Season, maybe being older or whatever.
0: Well, needless to say, the money isn't anywhere close to what it is. No, no, in, no. in the NBA.
1: But they might, they, you know, it might be for some people, it's what they need. You know, they need to make something, and that's the way they know how to make money.
0: Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. kind of a cash grab where, you know, you go out and somehow they got a TV contract, which in all sports, it doesn't matter what sport you're playing, the money comes from TV. Right. It doesn't matter how many people you put in an arena, the money, the big money comes from from TV. So somehow they got a, a TV contract, a network contract, which dumps some money back into the league, which, you know, well, they just, they have, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see the purpose of it. They that's, have enough money that's
1: involved with the league itself. I mean, you know, ice cube was the person that actually created the league. And, but I mean, they have Julius Irving is one of the, you know,
0: coaches. They have Allen Iverson in there. They have, Oh man, I didn't even well, and that's the interesting thing about, you know, Julius Irving and even Iverson, you know, when those guys played, there wasn't the, you know, $130 million contracts like there are now, right? You know, you go back to those guys that early on, you know, kind of built the NBA. Uh, those guys, you know, go back and look and see what Bill Russell made in his playing career. And you'll be amazed. LeBron makes as much in a game as Bill Russell used to make for a season. That's insane to me. So let's see what else. Well,
1: um, I would say that as of right now, something that has been going on around our area, at least being in the summertime in Arizona, summertime usually means obviously very, very hot summers, you know, up above. 110 115 for a lot of august it ends up being that way as well as monsoon season so obviously that's when you know we have the big dust storms the haboobs yeah as they're called that would come in and i mean they destroy things i had one come through two nights ago that uh
0: blew down a light post by my work you get microbursts yeah that come through, and all of a sudden, there's in isolated areas there is a all of a sudden a short burst of 120 mile an hour wind. Yeah, that lasts just a few seconds. It's pretty crazy. And the dust storms for people that aren't you know from down here and in, in the valley in Arizona, a Valley of the Sun. Uh, if you're from the northwest, imagine really bad fog. You know, from the coast. Well, imagine the really bad fog, only it's dust. Yeah. So it comes in and visibility goes down and the wind starts blowing. Well, this particular summer, July was pretty hot. It was. August, we've had more days under 100 than over 110, which which is very unique. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Oh, it's wonderful. At the same time. It's wonderful. And the fun thing about the monsoons is that you know it doesn't rain everybody loves the rain down here now we're from oregon and part of the reason we left was because of the rain how well, people get giddy about the rain down here it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh it's gonna rain it's gonna rain I, I can't you know it's fantastic well but we get rain here where you know we'll get an inch of rain in you know 40 minutes yeah and just it rains really hard downpour and, I went up to Flagstaff today to to grab Ari and have her come down and stay with us for, for a week or 10 days. And uh, Ari and I went through some amazing rain. And the fun thing for me is the people in Arizona, and it was move-in day at NAU, which is all oh, the students geez. can move in. So there's a lot of people on the road. <sighs> gotta be. And a lot of people from California. Well, the thing about California drivers And Arizona drivers is they're terrified of the rain. Yeah. It starts raining. Literally half the cars that were on the freeway coming down when we were going through this downpour and it, it, we were in it for about 50 miles. Yeah. They're pulled off to the side of the road. Jeez. They just don't know what to do. Yeah. That's insane to me. And so, you know, I'm plowing through it because I've, you know, I have so many hours driving in the rain. Yeah, and, you know and fog and poor visibility and all of that. It's like no, you just point and go. Yeah, as long as you can see somewhat where the line is. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been interesting. That's been kind of fun this summer. Right. Is that uh, you know, I think the the high today was like ninety eight. Now I know if you're, you know, in Silverton, Oregon, Judy, or or if you're, you know, somewhere else that You know, 98 seems like, oh my gosh, you know, that's so hot. That's insane. Well, it's not here. It isn't that bad.
1: No. With that dry heat, you know, you're able to withstand much higher temperatures and and be able to get away with it, be able to escape from it. And that's the biggest thing because, you know, you can be in 110 degree weather, you know, and it's, you know, from getting out of your house to to your car and then from your car to the store, wherever you're going, and it's not a big deal but you know if you are outside or you know and you're you're not able to get into the shade or you know say so you do get in the shade and it's just it's humid
0: you can't escape from it right the humidity mm-hmm. will find you no matter what exactly but you know here if it's a if it's a mid 90s day it's pretty comfortable and especially when you know this time of year it's not uncommon for it to be 115, 115 118 that's oppressive yeah uh, no matter what I mean it's 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 difficult just getting from your car to the grocery store. You know, it's like, okay, uh, this is tough. And this is what really wears us down is we get a lot of days that it's that, you know, that oppressive. But this year hasn't been that bad. And that's all we need. You know, just a few days. We had a whole week under 100. Yeah. Thunderstorms, a lot of rain. And it's great. And then, you know, next week it's September. Right. We're almost through it. Man.
1: And then it's going to be beautiful weather
0: oh yeah see now we go you know by the end of september october november december you know it's it's 80s 70s every day right you know that's we, the beautiful thing about it coming yeah we get december. into january this last year in january i mean okay we had some really cold days we had i don't know there was a half dozen there wasn't so, a whole bunch of them but there were some there were some days where the, it got down into the high 50s right, right? and You know, once again, uh, you know, if you're Mike and Susan in in Rapid City, South Dakota, you know, if you get 59 for a high, you'll do anything for that. You know, and, and, you know, we're outside barbecuing, you know, when they're buried in snow.
1: Now, I will say that. I've, what I've experienced in Arizona when it comes to the cold, you know, we're talking about the heat is kind of easier to escape because it's a dry heat. But for me, the cold in the desert is something that just gets down to your bones. It's something I've had jackets on. I've had, you know, warm clothes on, and it just seems to just eat through whatever I have on, which is weird. I don't know if that's something that's just in my mind or what.
0: I think that you become climatized down here I can't do the cold like I used to I used to be able to to deal with cold weather right and it wasn't a big deal but now you know I don't know if it's your your blood thins I mean there's all kinds of different core body temperatures just different ideas about what's going on but it's it just seems to be harder to deal with the cold and it may be a dry cold maybe that's it it's a dry cold there you go (laughs) Okay. Well, one of the other things that's coming up this next weekend and everybody knows how excited we get, you know, about, uh, about football starting and, and Saturday, you know, starts the football season for the Ducks and that's great. But almost as exciting for me is, uh, starting Saturday morning is the start of youth hockey. Right. And Alex shout out to our, our buddy, Alex, Alex everybody knows, knows about Alex. His team, you know, plays in the tournament this weekend. Yes. It's kind of a a tournament that, that places the, uh, you know, the different teams into, you know, different divisions. And uh, now with that, do they just,
1: is that based off of, they want similar teams with similar skill levels in similar divisions or do they just try to? actually spread it out so i think it's kind of a
0: placement and to be honest i don't know exactly all the ins and outs of how it works but they start always start the season with with this tournament and there's four games there's one saturday morning uh sunday afternoon and then labor day on monday there's two games okay so i'm just really excited because i just love watching alex play hockey and watching youth hockey you know as we were talking earlier about Ohio state and you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, the big three basketball is a money grab. Right. And you know, what sports has become with the hype and the amount of money truly sports is about youth sports. Right. You know, the kids going out there and playing their hearts out and they're learning the game and they're developing, you know, and then that comes down to sportsmanship. Right. You know, and you're trying to teach the kids sportsmanship and the fun thing about youth hockey and, and everybody knows. I mean, it's it's soccer, little league, whatever. The parents go nuts. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> and when uh, uh, Alex's team plays the the mission team, which is out of Peoria, the parents just really don't like each other. Really. And up in the stands, and there's yelling back and forth. And oh, is it really? Oh, like it's that. it's horrible. Ooh. And you know me, I never say anything at a sporting event. I wonder if the the players are embarrassed. I would have to think so. Yeah, but I don't know that they're maybe aware they have a rivalry
1: as bad as as the as yeah they do. they kind of do okay you know,
0: they kind of do, but I just find it interesting that you know you're trying to teach sportsmanship and and it it's about playing the game and and the skill level and and because there's rules with still where where Alex, the level that he's playing on, there's not supposed to be contact. You know, in hockey, you have checking and right. and there's a lot of hitting and a lot of things like that. But at his level, you're not supposed to. At what level do they introduce that? I think the next level up. So okay. he's turning 12 this year. So I think 13, 14, I think teenagers, you start getting some, uh, but they try to control it a little bit. But again, this is new for me because this is the first time you know, I've had kids go through baseball and basketball and, and football. This is the fir- my first experience with hockey. Right. You know, and i all new on the outside watching, you know, with uh, with Chad and Alex. And, you know, as they go through this, they know a lot more than I do. Yeah. You know, and Marie. So. I didn't, I don't know this. And I mean, it's, you know, more, <laughs> I don't know how much
1: the, the listeners are, are, are very uh, intrigued by this. but But Chad, was he... Alex's dad, was he, um, did he play hawker?
0: Hawker? Uh, Hawker. Hawker. Wow. Hockey. Uh, You know, I believe he did. Okay. And I don't know if he played youth hockey. Yeah. That would be a good question next time we get him on the podcast. Absolutely. We'll we'll get him back on this year. Oh, yeah. Whether he played youth hockey. I know he tried playing adult hockey. Okay. Uh, But he's had a love for the game and, you know, the uh, Colorado avalanche was his team right know, cause from up there and he was uh, a huge fan you know just of hockey in general right and when Alex was born and the years following that uh, Chad had season tickets to, to the, the coyotes. coyotes so I think from the age of three and maybe even earlier uh, Alex was going with Chad to the hockey games like every single coyotes home game Um uh, yeah, probably not every one, but a lot of them. Yeah. And, you know, Alex has just had this love for hockey and it stayed each and every year. And I believe this is his, maybe his sixth year, wow. you know, at the ripe old age of 12. Yeah. So half of his life. And he's maintained that that love for it and that drive because, you know, it's, it's practices. It's, you know, tr- he's on a travel team, you know, in a travel league. So it's traveling to places. It's, he also has a, you know, they've got him a, a power skate, speed skating coach. Right. So Marie gets up at six in the morning and takes him off to the ice for, for all that. And, and Max and Sylvie, God love them. They, they follow along and, and support their brother and he never wavers. Nobody has to convince him to go to, to practice. Or to go to a game, or which
1: is quite amazing and definitely talks about his work ethic and just who he is as a kid. But you know, it's it's definitely something that's pretty um, pretty awesome to see that he is sticking with it and that he is has such a drive for for it and such a love for the game because that's what's really important. You know, I mean, you know, you see, and I've I've heard and I've seen players or kids who maybe aren't into it as much and maybe their parents make them get into it because the parents were into the sports and they want to push them to be successful or do it i've also seen you know some kids or players continue on and playing something that maybe they didn't love but they did it because they were really good at it still You know, and so it's um, something that it's it's really awesome to see that he's just got such a drive for it, and that he actually is pretty good at it as well.
0: Well, he is, and the discipline, you know, to to stick with it and understand that it, you know, it takes work. It is really difficult with with small children to get them to to focus on any one thing. Yeah, you know, it's I want to do this now, and I want to do that. You know, then, well, one of the things because it is an investment in time. And there is a financial investment in, in being being involved in this. And so often, you know, different things happen. You know, kids, when, you know, you sit down and talk with them and they're like, yeah, oh, I really want to do this. I really want to. And then as they get into it, they're like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. didn't realize what they're getting into or they just changed their mind. Right. There's that. And, and then also the idea of running up against, you know, difficulties, you know, where Maybe you don't win as many games, or there's different things that happen where you know a coach is is pushing you to, you know, you got to work hard, you got to push yourself to get better, and when there's you know that little bit of resistance, it's like I don't want to do this anymore; it's too hard. Or, or you know, maybe even you. I mean, and this is
1: a tough one, but you have a coach that maybe you don't enjoy. You know, maybe doesn't motivate you the right way, or or doesn't right. There, yeah, there's doesn't coach you the right way, but. You know, I think that it would take someone special to be able to see past that and really have that kind of drive to be able to, you know, still enjoy it. Right.
0: So yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Alex. We're excited for next weekend. Yes, we are. And you know, to get started on the season, and get get to watch him play for another season, another year.
1: A lot of exciting stuff happening
0: right. Yeah, now. it really is. So yeah, it just it's it, it's a lot of fun. You know, again, these topics tonight uh, we didn't want to get too deep into any of them. Right. Because, you know, we kind of figured that, you know, we could talk about them a little bit, but they weren't really going to be that interesting to anybody for us to go into it in depth. So we tried to stay away from that.
1: At least you guys know what's going on around this time for us and what's happening, uh, coming up soon.
0: Yeah. You know, and we're still trying to recover from, you know, Sharknado last week. That was for sure. That was rough. That, uh, that took a lot of uh, our efforts and energy to, to stay through that two hours or whatever it was. Yeah. Quite three hours. Bit. Uh If anyone is not
1: aware, there is a drinking game when you're watching Sharknado. It's quite the game.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, it was more extensive than I thought. Yeah. Uh, I think it's getting out of hand. Absolutely is. Because it seems like every single action or, or, or thing that goes on, in the movie is uh, some kind of drink or shot well what I
1: think ended up happening was I think the drinking game was created after Sharknado 5 and I believe that the creators of Sharknado decided to base Sharknado 6 off of the drinking game so so is that it Okay. so Sharknado 6 every other scene you had to take a drink or a shot or finish your drink
0: yeah I know that it was it was
1: quite ridiculous
0: it really was and uh, we had a real taskmaster, but it was fun. Calling yeah, out, calling out the shots, and it's Man. interesting she doesn't drink at all. So it was. She had uh, no sympathy
1: for us, none whatsoever. It was ruthless.
0: Yeah, it really was. But you know what? We got everybody home safe. Uh, we had designated drivers, and we made sure that uh, that nothing bad happened. Survived it. We did. Made it happen. So supposedly that was the last Sharknado, but I believe there's going to be a seven. So there's probably going to be another podcast next year. Yeah. Be, be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think that we're going to, uh, we're going to wind down now. I think we ran out of topics.
1: I think we did, which is an interesting thing for us. It
0: doesn't happen very often. It really doesn't, you know, but as we wander around through different things, you know, kind of in the forefront of what we're thinking about right now. Uh, so we appreciate everybody listening and Adam, great job. I appreciate it. Um, I just want to remind everyone that if you do
1: uh, are looking around at our website or feel free to go through there and there's actually a Amazon link at the bottom of our, um, of our homepage. Yeah. And if you go and you click on that link and go through, through that to buy and purchase things through Amazon, we actually get a little bit of a kickback from that. Um, No more cost to you, but helps
0: us and helps our podcast just grow and become better. Yeah, we appreciate anybody that does that. That's just an awesome thing for us. Absolutely. Really appreciate everyone. Dad,
1: thanks. And yeah. if you guys want, there's going to be more perspectives later. Your
2: Picture, pictures ain't my thing, but I could put a story in your head and open up your eyes. So, listen, folks, this one is for my brother, sisters, cousins, all human alike Let's take a second to remind ourselves to keep you humble And if my brother should fall, my sister's ever stumble Pick you back up, life's my speed, a mile, speed the sore spot We're still just trying to figure it out Before I die tool of over progression well you can shop for spreading love but on a wealth obsession money can't help you see the light in the end you can't buy yourself a Porsche when you're dead well mama said that I don't gotta be part of the world to truly love pray for a difficult life to live and rise above it this is the time I'm soul so it's being tasted. so let's do everything we can before I
1: of today. Point them out to me so I can come and join their reign. We'll walk around this land with open hands looking for change. We'll want to understand it's progression. We have a hand.
0: Humanity is killing wheat. For this we will not stand. I say let's progress in good contest. Make conference and love our best. Our onslaught of love will be at an
1: all time high. Crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines. Our love, that makes no sense. We we spend love at no expense. We are a force of passion. Creating a new faction, taking action, working hard just for the
0: satisfactions. With the abilities to shine so bright that others wanna fight. Because our light is in their eyes. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: we are the skies. Don't remain mystified by their lies. Can't trust us, but we will teach you how to be true. Teach you how to speak the truth, but we stand here.
0: For love is the spark, and we are it's tender. We are the good, good ones, the good ones of today.
2: We're sending out a call for you to come and join our way. we got to do everything. Let's go!